Hello, welcome to episode 19 of the Therapy Tales podcast with me, Dawn Walton, the human therapist, and... I'm Jess, the detective. Detective. Mm. So today we're talking about dangerous dogs because there's been another attack in Dundee and we're having lots and lots of attacks at the moment and um, this year I believe over eight people have died in in UK which is um, unforgivable and many of them go down as accidents so they don't, you probably don't know this Dawn, but most of them uh, do not lead to arrests or uh, charges, sorry they get charged under the Dangerous Dogs Act but they don't necessarily get any um, problem, that's the word, punishment, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say fine or jail time. So the recent one was little Jack Liss who was uh, age 10 and that's an unusual one because they did get prison sentence, both the person who was living with the dog and the, the owner. Um, and the unusual thing about that was that the dog's dog was only owned for four days. Wow. Um, and in that time... Oh, that footage was from four days? Yeah. Wow. So um, there's footage of the dog. Um, so if you, if there's a problem with the dog, if the dog attacks, or does a, a, any dog does a, a bite on a, on a human or kills another dog, um, they could be charged under the Dangerous Dogs Act. Um, and if they say in court... I had, had no reasonable belief that the dog would behave like that, then it's classed as an accident. Okay. But if there's evidence to believe that the dog was behaving out of order and intimidating or um, attacking people, then that goes against the dog because... We are in Starbucks, somebody just yelled out the order to somebody. It was like a, an empty room in here as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like really quiet in Starbucks today, <laughs> but there's always something, isn't there? Uh, yeah, so the, the CCTV footage of this um, this pit bull um, was of him lunging on a harness at people, um, passers-by, children, men, and they were hanging out at the same sort of area. Yeah, so they, they were, it was CCTV footage um, of a younger lad hanging out with a dog. It was on a harness. It just kept pulling towards everybody. There were various incidents. There was one where they were obviously hanging out with friends of theirs. There was a younger girl who was clearly scared of the dog and she hiding just kept hiding behind the car and he just, you know, obviously they kept saying, come on, it's fine, and, and she was not, not having any of it quite rightly. There was another one, he jumped up and knocked her purse out of her hand or something and then she's scrabbling around the floor to get it while he's holding... The scooter holding. one as well? Then there was a girl, a young girl on a scooter. I think she was bitten though. She, was, she looked like she'd been bitten on the arm and she actually went off without a scooter. Yeah. Um, and these are all on... Four days? I thought that was just over a period of time. No, I didn't no. realise. He only owned the dog for a few days. So it had been a, a Facebook advert that the dog hadn't been good with people. Yeah. He, he was um, called Beast, I think. Uh, hadn't been good with pe- uh, with dogs. Sorry, wasn't yeah. allowed to be with dogs. So he was um, kept in this woman's house. It was a friend of the owner, but she was also charged because um, the the tragedy happened in her house. Right. So her friend or her neighbour's son came to visit the dog, and. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really upsetting, really shocking. And of course, it leads to the question once again whether, you know, is it breed or is it deed? So there's a, a huge controversy around the BSL Act. So that's the um, Dangerous Dogs okay. Breed Specific Legislation, it stands for. Okay. Because promoters of the breed live with these dogs that are, you know, probably wonderful companions. And I'm sure they would say as wonderful as my dogs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cuddly at home, friendly, no problem. One of the problems, however, is that 
we've got genetics at play. So every breed has a genetic proponent that makes it up. So it's not just about how you raise it. There's also the, that's the nurture part, right? Yep. There's also the nature part. So the yep. genetics is, well, how has it been selectively bred over the generation? So your Labrador has been genetically uh, chosen and selected to be bred from parents and a long lineage of parents that are biddable and that okay. want to work with people. Yeah. Jack Russells have been bred for dogs that are more independent and don't need told what to do. They're quite happy to go and problem solve and find all the rats in, in the building and, and kill each one without direction. Right, okay. So when you've got selective breeding, you don't go, well that Jack Russell needed to be told what to do, we're going to breed from him. We say no, we'll take him out of the breed lineup okay. and we'll breed from better ones right okay. that's what used to happen and we also have this controversial thing about culling so anything that didn't make the standard we culled we yep. wouldn't let them grow up and that includes uh, dangerous dogs um, I have to be careful now because dangerous dogs in my opinion is different than the dangerous dogs in the eyes of the law so I would class a dangerous dog as one that's been bred specifically for violence yep. so for example the Belgian Malinois I would say was dangerous yep. in the wrong hands yep. um, so it's dangerous because it's been bred to bite. Yep. It likes to bite stuff. It's very natural at biting stuff. Whereas, um, you know, another breed like a Bichon Frise yep. has been bred the opposite way. Any ones that were bitten would be culled. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, like uh, lab gun dog kind of things and, and spaniels something are bred to bite gently. Soft mouth, Soft that's mouth, right. Yeah. So they carry and don't bruise the birds. Yeah. And any any dogs um, that were bruising the birds consistently, they would not be bred from. They yeah. would be um, taken out of the of the gene pool. Yeah. So we, we that's where breeds came from. So you and I were at the school yesterday, um, and I asked a question to some of the kids. So these were nine, ten years old. I asked the question, how many dogs have you got? Sorry, I asked the question, who, who's got dogs? How many people have got dogs? And a lot of them. And I asked the question, who's been bitten by a dog? And I think almost every hand went up. It was really weird. I did not expect so many, Even the including teacher. the adult the teacher. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I did not expect so many people to put their hand up. I mean, I've not been bitten by a dog. Not that a class has been bitten. Um, but yeah, to see somebody, I was just like, I was gonna just like a couple of people put their hands up. And I'm like, oh, these kids put their hands up. Yeah, it's, it's um, a bit of an eye opener, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then for me, children are vulnerable. So, you know, we're trying to teach them, uh, we were trying to teach them a little bit about safety, how to approach strange dogs, making sure they understood um, that not all dogs are friendly, um, what happens if a dog's staring at you or stiffening, uh, talking about how a wagging tail isn't always a happy dog, things like that. But I also asked some questions about breeds. So, what did you take about it uh, from that when I asked them? And some of the, the, question, the answers were quite funny, weren't they? So, when I asked them, why do we have breeds in the first yes. place? Yeah, I mean, they were, they were fairly young kids. I think they might have been... Um, they were P5, eight, weren't eight, they? P5, so I think they might have been more 8, 9, okay. rather than... Um, <coughs> but, you know, they're, they're fairly young kids. So so breed is a concept. And the the concept of... So to a kid, it's a type of dog, not a breed. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, so that's the first thing. So, so the first thing is, you know, in, in kid language, you've got different shapes and sizes of dogs. Yeah, so it's not, not boring. So one was one of the um, answers. So it's not boring. So it's not boring, yeah. So, so you've got child answers, which is, yeah. you know, uh, different shapes and sizes of dogs. So um, they're more fun or they're more cuddly. What or do you think they would have taken away from my spiel? Um, I'm not sure they would have taken much from the oh, breed thanks. side of things. Oh, I, I did say it over and over, working, 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 didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I know. But you and I understand what working means right mm -hmm. so you and I understand a dog having a purpose and a job to do I'm not sure a child understands the difference between a pet and a dog that has a job to do okay so I think there's quite a lot of education that would involve 
um, pictures, looking back at um, historical stuff, you know, in the Roman times, here's a dog that you would see in the Roman times that you won't see now, that kind of thing, the kind of stuff they do in history in schools. Am I wrong to think that these kids are going to grow up to be adults that go and buy a dog? They are going to, you're absolutely right, they're going to be kids that grow up as adults to buy a dog and without knowing all it takes is, is one little idea to make them stop and think right so that that's achieved by having that kind of conversation is to go actually there's different dogs for different reasons so yeah. so they would have taken away different dogs have different okay purposes and that was actually what you needed because you need them to stop and think it's not just a big so one dog. of the questions was what was a golden doodle bred for <laughs> and Jess has a face uh, that shows exactly what Jess thinks when somebody asks a question like that. <laughs> and then Jess quickly regulated <laughs> and realised she was in a group of kids and answered not as per the initial thing that came across her face. I answered in a political correct way, you which did. said, you were it isn't a brood, it is yeah. a cross between broods. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I explained what a golden retriever was and a poodle was. Yes. And, she, and she said, no, I said golden doodle. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's not a breed. Yeah, it is. No, it's not a breed. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. They don't understand breeds. They don't need to understand breed. It's not really relevant um, in their world. But what you were trying to educate them on is different types of dogs have different types of behaviours. Yes. And you need to be aware of that because a dog that's boring or bored would not be a very good dog to be around. You know, so it's, it's learning to speak child language to some degree. Um, but it's every time you have a conversation like that, you're planting a seed, you're creating a possibility, and that helps when they're adults. So one of my worries is that there are adults among who walk among us, who she's like, what, what's she going to say now? There are adults that walk among us that are buying breeds because they like the look of them without yes. understanding the potential of what that dog was bred for. Yes. So um, I, I'm not against any breed, although I have started to recently. Um, pass on bully type breeds. So this is the pit bull that's now called a bully. Yeah. Uh, I do believe the legislation is starting to be looked at because we understand that pit bulls are illegal in this country for a reason. Um, but the legislation isn't very clever. So the legislation goes by if it fits the, the shape and size, you shouldn't have it. Rather than actually, what's it done? Yeah. <laughs> you so, know? so you know, um, let's talk about a pit bull or a bully and we're talking about breeds and we're talking about what their job is um, there was an interesting conversation again on the walk this morning about um, observed behavior in owners of bullies and some of the things they were doing so what is a bully pit bull breed designed for that's the controversial thing we know that they've been designed for blood sports for violence and um, to be so they were selectively bred from parents who were the most muscled, the most powerful, right. they could take down the bulls. So what's the implication of that in terms of, so you talked about pain implications. Yeah, so um, any of the bull, bull type dogs, terriers and bulldogs, tend to have um, skin, that, like the bulldogs for example, lots of loose skin, uh, which have been bred to be fair over the generations for showing now. We don't use them for bull um, baiting anymore. No. Um, so the bulldogs have got lots of loose skin folds, which have been exaggerated, um, so they can't breathe anymore. They would definitely not be able yeah. to do a bullfight anymore. But from the Roman times, when that was a, an entertainment, right? Yeah. So, so what was the advantage of loose skin? So the advantage of loose skin was that when in a dog fight, or um, if they had a, a rip from a, a bull's horn, um, that it wouldn't be hurting the organs. So it's a right. safety mechanism, okay. right? So it's like armour. 
Yeah, it is like armour. And they also have a high pain threshold, so most terriers do. So if they get eaten or bitten, not eaten, but bitten by a fox or a badger or another dog, um, if they're put against another dog, that they have this high pain threshold that they, so they can... keep going. So they don't let go, yeah. yeah. Um, so they keep going. Um, adrenaline seems to take them to a, a place where they, they fight back harder. And, um, yeah, the, 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 the determination to okay. win the fight, which so is unusual in the animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely. say you're safer living with a wolf who would have at least some kind of they, inhibition. Yeah, they would, and they would decide whether a fight is worth taking on. Um, you know, not just doing it for the fight itself. Not just doing it for the fight itself. They would, in a pack where you were fighting for dominance or competing with another male in another pack, you would, you, you stop fighting before you die. The, the, you know, I think if you look at, and then um, you put your tail between your legs and you, and you, and you go off, there. yeah, and then you've lost, maybe you've lost your women. But so it's very unnatural right. to breed a dog to go <coughs> against that natural instinct. Yeah. So the natural instinct is, if I'm about to die, I should probably just take myself off. But yeah. I will fight to the death. And you, if you haven't killed me yet, you've not fought hard enough. So yeah, it, it's it's an unusual situation because we know that we have this um, genetic nature, and yet we don't know that because we have the dog equally cuddling us on the couch so people i think your average person says well either it is or it isn't it can't be both yes it can't be a cuddly dog and a killer yes but it can be because when it's relaxed and it's happy it can be your best friend it can love children it can play with children but the moment it's upset about something yeah and it's got the power to do because it's i could say the same thing about any dog yeah and actually we we know it's the same in in humans you see um feats of amazing strength and determination when they've got high adrenaline, right? So we hear of stories of people lifting cars from a kid or something like that because adrenaline changes everything. And we know in a human, um, being in an unsafe environment does change things like your pain signals. If you're running away from a tiger and you stand on a sharp stone, you can't stop and go, ouch, you'll die. So, But when you stop, you need to know if you've got a gash in your leg and you need to have the pain there to tell you, pay attention to this because this will come infected. So in a human, adrenaline adjusts pain anyway. In, in everybody, it adjusts pain. But if you've got an animal that has been bred to keep going in a fight, specifically, unlike, as you say, other natural behavior, which might be at the point at which it's looking like I'm gonna die, I stop fighting, because that's not good for survival. Because you're dead. Um, then it is going, so so in those animals, the adrenaline doesn't have a switch off point like it does in humans or maybe other animals. And, and that is, so yes, absolutely, without the adrenaline coursing through their body, then they're fine. So what? I see it also in other breeds. The Patterdale yeah. Terrier is a really good example. I've met quite a few in pet homes that just don't work. Yes. The problem is that when you get bitten by a Patterdale, you've got a gash. Yeah. It's not normally life-threatening. Yeah. Um, it's they're much much smaller you know they're like half a foot high yep. so yes they're ferocious little dogs um and don't get me wrong they don't have to be you can train them from a really young age not to be but the people who tend to want these dogs are a certain the bullies sorry are a certain type of person um how did it make you feel yesterday when we we're at the school and some of the kids had said oh yeah we've got a bully we've got two bullies yeah i'm, I'm at a stage so i i was saying this morning I've always had a wariness about big dogs, and the thing that make, has always made me wary is the stories you hear about a dog suddenly turning. And, and now, having spent enough time with you, that concept of suddenly, I know, is maybe not quite so suddenly as... It's just as people don't see it happening, We, don't, we right? don't see it, we don't know what to look for. So we don't equate the, 
the growling over my food as you could ever hurt me. You're just upset just yeah. now because I'm near the food. Exactly. But it's, to me, it's all connected. Yeah. So um, if you've got that attitude just now, so how can I put this another way? Say you were a human and you, you're a, a woman that's about to get married to a man. And this is incredibly sexist, but of course, I'm sure the statistics would be in my favour here where there are probably a higher amount of men that are abusing women than women abusing men. Would that okay. be right? Probably. Um, so say you're a woman and you're about to get married to a man and there's little things that happen. So he tells you, um, you can't drink that. You've drunk too much at the party. And, and you say to him, oh, okay. Yeah. And you go along with that. And then this starts to increase. This, yeah, this, it says, this you know, control. put your phone away while we're talking, it's a bit rude. Yeah, and that that power starts to increase along the way. And then one day, um, he hits her and she's got a, a bruised eye. And people say, that happened out the blue. Yes. Did it happen out the blue? Or was that power exerted elsewhere, slowly building up so that he's got a confidence? So the first time that a man said to me, you can't do that, I would very much say to him, Excuse me. <laughs> Do you really think so? I think anybody said that to you, Jess. You'd say, "Excuse me." <laughs> so, so you can have um, people that allow things to happen without thinking about the bigger picture, what may happen longer term. Yeah. So with a dog, I would start to look for uh, from a young age. If you've got, if you're raising a puppy, which most people are doing, I don't think most people take on a rescue bully, for example. Yeah. Um, so the, the small signs would be how does it behave around its food? How does it behave when you're touching it between its toes? How does it behave when you're grooming it or putting its lead on? Um, and shying away, so moving backwards or ducking. And the thing you just showed me, that name that you just showed me, um, it's related to this. So people imagine that something's happened. It's, yes. it's ducking because it's been hit in the past. Yes. Actually, what's more likely is it's ducking because it doesn't want you to control it with that lead that you're about to put on it. It, it, it understands it's going to be restrained. Yeah. So, um, so I have a kitten. Thank you, Jess. Um, and uh, when it's a good kitten, it's because I gave it to you. It's when it's a bad adorable kitten, kitten, it's nothing to do with me. It is the best <laughs> kitten ever. Um, but I've had over the years. I've always had two cats, and usually I've had uh, one kitten and one cat because you know one adult cat dies, we get a kitten, blah blah blah. So I'm I'm really used to bringing up kittens, training kittens, teaching them don't scratch, don't bite, all that sort of stuff. Okay. So don't have a problem. I have the most amazing cats, and they're lovely. And I'm a little bit concerned you're about to repeat what I told you to do. Um, no, I'm not going to repeat <laughs> what you told me to. Um, but um, so so we do. So you, you teach them when they're young. It's not okay to bite. Whichever way you choose to do that, you do it. Um, and my kitten is incredibly gentle when she eats food off you. She takes food out you. She's just like adorable. And she doesn't use claws when she, she puts paws on your face. Doesn't use claws. She's really soft and gentle with her paws. And I actually haven't really had to teach her that. She likes to bite. And she <laughs> likes to bite. She's like, she takes pure pleasure in biting. She's wow. just like, you see a little look in her eyes and she goes, I'm going to bite you. And then she goes, Bang! and she bites you. And have you done? Have you done what I said? Just remove her with the scruff and just yeah, take yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've done, we've put her somewhere else. Right. Since she was young, it's been like it's not okay to bite. It's not okay to bite. Oh, it's cute while she's a kitten. It's like it's not okay to bite. You don't bite. Okay. Every uh, behaviour stops when you're biting. You know, you do the distraction thing. You do the kind of ow. You do the close the mouth and whatever. You know, stick, stick the nail in the tongue or what. Doesn't really matter. You know, just go. That is not okay. So every time she bites, like that's not okay. And what she does is goes ha. And bites, she gets like she really ups the ante and she goes really in for the kill and um, now I could kind of go well that's kind of cute that's just a personality but I also know that one day she's going to be an adult cat and have it has power. right now and it's going to have more power so it would be really stupid of me to go this is an acceptable behaviour I'm going to ignore it <laughs> and it's a little kitten and she'll grow out of it and I'll just ignore it but we do that right we do that kind of oh I, what I'm doing isn't working it's probably harmless I'll just ignore it 
without thinking of, hang on a second, when this is an adult version doing the same thing. Are most people able to see the future though? Are most people able to see I how? I don't know. For me, it's, it's pretty obvious, you know? For me, it'd be pretty obvious. So, and I think, but I think that's one of the problems. It's like, it's a cute puppy, it's nipping, and we call it nipping, right? We don't call it biting, we call it nipping and it's cute. And we go, no, and you know, it keeps nipping and whatever. So we never ever assume that our lovely cute puppy could ever do anything as horrendous as the pictures that we saw yeah. today. Yeah, so, um, so, but we have a predator in our house. A cat's a predator, a dog's a predator. They are, in their nature, killers, you know? It, that's why people don't like cats, because they come home with bunnies so, and things well, like I that. Well, I told the kids that yesterday, right? I showed them um, Sheriff's mouth and yeah. all the teeth, and, and I think the surprise, they were acting surprised, weren't they? Oh, look yeah. at those sharp teeth. Um, because we don't equate that to... No, we don't. So we have a puppy, we have a pet, we have a member of the family, and it's given all equal rights to the children. Why? And it's included <laughs> in all the family activities. So I had a, a phone call last week from a, a seven-month-old... Sorry, from the adult of a seven-month-old baby. I was going to say, baby would be really doing well at seven months old. <laughs> um, and just... she wants to rehome the dog. Yeah. Dog bit the seven-month-old on the face. I didn't have very nice things to say to this person. No. Um, I asked what the circumstances were of the bite. Yep. The bite happened when the dog and the baby were on the couch together. Yeah. I don't understand why dogs need to be on a couch when you have children or if you've got visiting children. Yeah. The couch should be a safety place for the kid to be away from. And that's the thing, right? When we take a dog in, the adults decided, I'm going to live with a dog. It's illegal for a child under 16, sure it's 16, to take on a dog, to buy a Is dog. It? 16 or 18? Maybe 18. Anyway. In, um, in Scotland, you're an adult when you're 16. Okay. I th- I'm sure it's 16, but I thought that seemed really young. Um, so 16-year-olds can live on their own? Yeah, I believe so. No. Are you kidding me? No, I think Scotland's 16. Somebody's going to kind of go, oh my God, Don, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I've had discussions like this. A 16-year-old is uh, able to make their own, you know, sign their own forms, do their own thing. Yeah, you don't yeah. need parental approval. It might well be the case that you can't, you can't buy a dog until you're 16. Yeah. It seems really young, but anyway. Um, the so when we take on a dog, we're doing it for us. Yep. And when we have kids, they don't get a say. No. I want the dog. You've got to deal, live with this dog, right? And some people will have the kids that want the dog. That's great, but it doesn't matter. You're still the the responsible. Yes. I, I want to say adult. Responsible adult. That's right. Responsible adult. You're taking on this dog. I have seen some really weird things. So one of the things that springs to my mind is a Great Dane. Uh, in a huge big fancy house, whipping the kids with its tail. It was a great damn puppy, it was like six months old, and the kids were sort of flinching. And I was just like, wow, this is like abuse, but nobody's even recognising it. You know? <laughs> okay. Where's the cameras, you know? Um, and they ju- it's just puppy wagging its tail. Yep. But it was hitting the kids in the face with its tail, and yep. the kids were flinching, yep. right? So um, when we have young kids who, doesn't, who don't get to s- speak up and say, I don't actually like this. Yep. I think we should have a safe space for the kids to be able to go to because the parents have said if you're not comfortable with the, with the dog yep. you can go there and the dog can't get to you. And the dog should have a safe space, right? So the dog isn't being chased yes. around the house by the kids. Yes, absolutely. Um, baby gates are fantastic. My house is full of baby gates and crates, right? Yes. And if you come around, so I put it on Facebook this week, I had a guy come to, a couple guys actually, come to see my um, floor to get my floor water pee-proof because <laughs> they keep getting fosters and it's everywhere. Um, and the dogs are away. Yeah. So one of them was really quite concerned because I saw my sign that said I've got dogs and he was like, oh, he's obviously got a dog phobia. I could tell that without even him telling me, do you yeah, know, yeah. his body language. 
and they're all away. And he actually looked at me like, are you sure they're all yeah. away? Like, because people don't put them away. No, no. I was told by the Virgin Media guy that he's been bitten several times, and the people say to him, "Oh, that's never happened before." No, well, that's what it is, right? This is this is something that I think I'm getting just as fr- frustrated with you. It's just so dumb. Like, they're the friendly. They just want to say hi. They've never bitten before. But if it was a human child, do. right? If it was a human child that was climbing all over the visitor, would they just leave that to happen? Uh, or would they go, that's not appropriate no, behaviour? if a kid went up to a visitor and whacked them in the leg, <laughs> you'd go... You'd have died. Yeah. Yeah, and the parent would be, like, mortified. Um, what we're also seeing is owners coming along our walks. We don't want to come along because we're worried that we're going to tell them, tell them that it's too bad. Have we ever had one that's too bad? No. The only one we've ever told not to come back was because three times in a row they refused to put a muzzle on. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't follow the rules of the walk. And so we said, well, you can't come if yeah. you're not going to put a muzzle on. And we don't muzzle every dog, but we muzzle dogs that have got potential to do damage yep. unless they've reached a high level. I mean, my own, the nulls are, are muzzled. Because, yeah. you know, why? Why not? Yeah. So, um, the, yeah, the Virgin Media guy is, uh, and Royal Mail workers, apparently there's 33 bitten a week in the UK. So something's happening with, with in Britain. We're not understanding that dogs that have got potential to bite, yep. any breed, have got potential to bite, Put them away when people come to visit, even if you know the dog really well. Give the yep. dog the, the stress relief of, this person's coming into my house. Yep. You come to visit me, Dawn. The yep. dogs will be away. You'll yep. come in and sit down. Once everybody's calm, I'll, I would let them out to see you, maybe yep. one at a time. Or I wouldn't. Or I'd go, do you know what? We're having a dog-free yep. zone. It's fine. The dogs get what they need elsewhere. They don't need to see visitors. No. It's not relevant for but them. But is that they're members of our family? they get treated equally and they're not. They're, well, no, I was going to say, the, the woman that came this week who we had a discussion about no, but we're seeing that quite a lot, yes. that she said, I've been told never to say no to the dog. Because I asked her, have you tried saying no? Because he, he scratched me. He's one of those great conversations. He's lunging at everybody and she's she looks really sore. She looks really uncomfortable. He's got I was, harness I was on. walking alongside, just so, you listening. know, walking alongside, listening, as Jeff just, was like, have you ever thought of saying no to the dog? <laughs> and I know exactly what you were asking. But to the woman, it was like, um, uh, well, well I asked her today, and she said that she didn't feel that way. Or at yeah. least she didn't admit it to me. Yeah. She's lovely. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I genuinely want to know where this is coming from. I know, from. exactly, yeah. Um, I want to know why people are, are feeling this way. Um, and yeah, they just feel like they've let their dog down. When in yeah. actual fact, her dog's lovely, but she's not seen what we see, which is a lunging dog, right? So we, we were having a conversation today, um, just as a sidebar from the human psychology point of view. We were having a conversation today about being British. And On the walk, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Britishisms. Um, <laughs> Politically because, correct. Um, you know, I, I used to travel all over the world. And one of the things of working all over the world as a business consultant and helping people change, make cultural change or change in a business is that um, you get to underst- you have to understand the culture to be able to facilitate change. And by understanding other people's cultures, you understand what the differences are with yours. So one of the things that is very British is we are very non-confrontational. So somebody on the walk was talking about how her sister, when she picks a daughter up at school, there's a person there who has a bully. And the bully is jumping up at everybody, and the owner of the bully is going, they're friendly, they're just saying hi. The, the standard line, they're friendly, they just want to say hi, and then they savage somebody. Um, and well, they don't know they're going to. That's no, the, they don't that's know the they're point. going to, they're but then that's what seems to be happening all the time. And then as, so as a British person, we don't want to upset that person. <laughs> we don't want to say, back off, 
take your dog away. We don't want, we don't be direct. We might go, oh, I'm really sorry, I, it's just me. I get anxious about dogs. No, don't worry about it too much, but it's just me. Could you, would you mind, would you mind holding your dog back a bit? And then what we'll do is we'll go away and complain about it afterwards. And it's like in restaurants, you know, we'll go into a restaurant. If the food's not right, a British person will not say anything about the food not being right. Why is that? Um, because we're British and we don't like confrontation. And we, we Just like trying to, be to avoid. We avoid confrontation and we try and not upset everybody. So we'll leave the restaurant having had a terrible experience. Whereas actually, if you said to the restaurant, this food sucks, the restaurant would be able to fix it and maybe make you feel really good by offering you a free meal or making you come back again and then you'd love the restaurant but no we don't do that we just say nothing walk out of there and tell all our friends they should never go there because it's the most worst place ever so what happens is when you've got people with these large dogs lunging at you and you know little dogs lunge at you as well but people don't get scared by that to the same degree um, when you've got a large dog lunging at you a British person is less likely to say could you stop your dog lunging and so they do it they don't know if the owner has no sense then you end up with a bully at a school gate lunging at people <coughs> and that's just a recipe for disaster so you know sidebar is that when you say have you not thought of doing this and you're not thought of doing this people don't want to say especially to an expert that they're wrong so if you give me advice that doesn't work, I'm not going to tell you that you gave me advice that didn't, that didn't work. I'm going to tell everybody else that you gave me advice that didn't work. But I don't want to upset you by telling you. I know. Nobody wants to upset anybody, and yet it's very, very real. How did you feel about the, the pictures that you saw this morning of the recent attack that happened in Dundee a few days ago? So the girl needed surgery. Um, she almost died. It was really, really close to an artery. I think it's it's horrific, and I think very that, real. You know, I see now, and as I say, I, I always did worry about large dogs that were lunging. It would always be something that was concerning for me, anyway. Um, I've learnt a lot from working with you, so now when I see things on Facebook, I'm like, did they not see the signals that that dog was giving them? You know, the picture. The, I think it was one of a, a girl kind of kissing the Alsatian or something that was right next to her. It was like, it, clearly the body language of that dog was, I do not like what you're doing here. And then the next photo in the sequence was her face being half bitten off, you know? And you just like, I thought that was pretty obvious that that was gonna happen. I feel like we, um, we confuse the love thing. So if I love it, it's gonna be nice to me. If I, and, and I genuinely think people get any breed that they, they choose to want to have. Um, and, and I can understand why having an intimidating dog, and, I also find, by the way, a lot of recently, Rob, Rob and I had this discussion about um, middle-aged women that are single getting German Shepherds. There's a, a right. huge amount of comfort right. that yeah, you get yeah. from having a scary-looking dog. Yeah, People yeah. won't come near you, right? Yeah. Um, and if it's barking a little bit, well, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really want them to be aggressive, but want them to look aggressive. Yeah. Um, but the problem with that is that we need to breed them the opposite way then. So the problem with big muscles is that you've got a lot of testosterone. And yeah. testosterone... What does that do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you've got the women with the harnesses and their two hands on the lead coming, coming on these, just like with a dog pulling, you know? It's, yeah. It, so, so, you know, almost back to the, the what the breed's for kind of thing. When we talked about the bullies, so you end up, if you see a bully pulling like that, uh, we were talking on the walk about these lads with their bullies and what they do is, Michelle called it putting them into the fighting pose, right? Yes. So they, they grab them and they pull them back. So they're, they're pulling against their harness on their back legs. And that's kind of ready to set so them So thinking about right? the physiology yeah. of that, yeah. Yeah, you think about the physiology. So, so when we were talking... Let me add it, let me add it. I want to go, I want to go. Exactly. So you've got a dog with adrenaline flooding through its system. 
trained to attack then in its kind of fighting stance of when I let you go you're going to go for it kind of thing and it's not it's not the training that you've done and the cuddly puppy that you had at home it's now an adrenaline fueled trained to so we see attack. we see this in any any breeds you've yeah. seen it in chihuahua yeah yeah you've seen it in um what other breeds um not just not just big scary yeah, ones we've seen labs, retrievers we've seen retriever there you go yeah. so um when we talk about a dangerous dog i'm not talking about dangerous in the eyes of the law i'm talking about dangerous isn't it? what kind of potential has that dog got yeah. so the more muscles the more strength the more power the more damage they do yeah full stop when you choose to live with an intimidating looking dog we've got the responsibility of that dog could potentially do you know and if you raise it right and you spend i mean we've, i've got a trainer friend who's got one and it's you know it's got its needs met it's been trained from a young age it's respectful it's very yeah. very socialized all the right boxes have been ticked so the nurture part has has completely bloomed yep and the nature part is is reduced diminished because of the nurture but if you don't get it right if you hold these dogs the way you're holding them if you don't socialize them and and the way that we socialize not what everyone else thinks is socializing right so um yeah your propensity for getting it wrong is increased but they're not seeing it and it's going to be the same do we do we save the public from themselves by saying you just can't have a breed that's over 40 kilos or something Uh, (laughs) what was the answer to have that but you know you you can even look at it with colleagues right you know that the the herding the sheepdogs trained to to herd and chase and bring things together and all that sort of stuff so if you've got a, a, a collie that then chases cars or chases people on bikes shouldn't really be surprised for you right they're designed to run after things and herd them and yes you know, well they are surprised by that why is my colleague chasing cars they are surprised yeah. so that's why it's out of the blue right yeah and that, that's the thing it's like well yeah so i know that's why the education on dog breeds is, is really important but i also think that in the absence of being able to fit microchips into everybody's brain that downloads this information by default you actually sometimes do have to put boundaries and restrictions that save people from themselves and I don't see it's like with guns right so somebody goes into in Dunblane they went in they shot a school up and guns were banned one one time one One time time. it happened one time the same happened in Australia not in Dunblane obviously but the same happened in Australia same's happened in New Zealand most countries apart from America in the world when they've had critical shootings the first thing that happened was that guns are banned the next thing is people had air guns you air guns were okay other guns were not but then when there was an increase in accidents, in quotes, or injuries from air guns, hey, guess what? Air guns are now banned, you know? <laughs> you have to have a license to own an air gun. You have to prove that... So to own a gun... And I wonder what the statistics are of air gun deaths. I know, Compared right? to dog deaths this year, so, right? So in this country, you have to have a license to own a gun that requires certain restrictions about how you keep it safe and you have to prove why you need the gun and you have to keep that license up to date you can't just get it once and then be set for life so you have to meet requirements so you know certain dogs certain sizes of dogs certain breeds of dogs are like a gun they're a weapon and they should have restrictions on them absolutely absolutely um yeah but what is the like great dane for example um, yeah. has, has progressed somewhat away from its origin origins of being a, a mastiff that was you know very similar uh, bred for very similar reasons 
I hate seeing blood sport, but that's where they came from. You know, it just sounds so horrific, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, well, and you could just say sport. I mean, yeah. you know, the sport <laughs> use of a dog has only got really one option. You know, it's not kind of fly ball, right? Which is these days, but it's, yeah. you know, historically. They needed to use their mouth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's sport use of a dog, whether it's a gun dog or whatever. It's a, it's a sport where you use your dog as a key part of it. But then at the same time, you know, your your um, micro bullies are going to be the same. You've just got a little version of that, so it's not really about the size of the dog either. And well, a, a micro bully can do a lot less damage yeah. than, a, than an XL one. That's the thing, one. right? So, so yeah. So you might say that the great things aren't a problem or whatever, but who needs a dog that big? <laughs> I mean, really, it's like. I mean, so, look, there's no great Dane people listening. Well, if they are, so I, I'm, it's not you saying this, right? It's me. It's me. Remy's that size. Remy's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. You ha- it's not that you don't have wonderful dogs. It's not that you don't have people who own guns who would never think of shooting anybody who will keep it safe. It's not a case of, you know, a blanket thing. It's just a case of if you want the mass population to be protected, then you don't do what they do in America and say, you know, we have gun laws and but everybody has a right to protect themselves with a gun. So a 16-year-old But I hate, can go I hate that we have to have um, people protect from themselves because and the laws need to tell everybody what to do. I hate that. You know? Well, it's societal, though. It's a societal it acceptance. If you're going to live as part of society, then you have to follow and the societal boundaries. It just seems so difficult, though, to have a, a, a an easy thing would be to say, right, you need to pass a test or you need to um, work with somebody who's competent in handling these dogs before you get a tick to say you can do it. It just it just never happens, yeah, does it? These, th- these things are too complicated yeah. for... And also, currently, in the eyes of the law, with the police Scotland um, and the current legislation as it stands, no one's particularly interested. I don't know how many people have to die or be attacked before they become interested, but dog law seems to be the bottom of the Yeah, it seems to be on the priority list. So, so, you know, that's that's just as scary, right, is that... um, And the general public think that only a dog will bite if it's been... Um, badly treated, like so me. it'll never happen People to me. like me think a dog has to be badly treated to, to turn on somebody. It's a turn on somebody with no warning. Um, people like me assume that a dog that bites somebody, particularly if it kills somebody, will be put down instantly. Nope. Um, <laughs> and um, I would assume if it does serious injury, then it would be removed from the owner. Nope. And, yeah. So that, none of that's true. None of that's true, unless it's, it kills someone. But that seems really extreme. <laughs> and if it kills somebody, what happens? It generally gets put down, yeah. Straight away? Yeah, I mean, the ones recently, I think they had to be shot on sight because they're still at the body, you know, they're still... Um, so the police have to shoot them. Okay. And that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about your average dog that's like, yeah, I killed that mouse, I'm, it's dead now, It's um, I need to keep doing this. I'm, yeah. It's a... Uh, the, the pictures this morning were... Frenzy horrific. is the word, right? <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. There was, um, there was a dog attack in Dundee. A young girl. A young well, girl. not that young, teenager. Well, yeah, yeah, with, with a bully. Um, and um, it was horrific. It looked to me like a. Um, if you look at zombie movies, and the makeup that's on a zombie in a zombie movie. It didn't look real, of, did it? It didn't look real. It looked like a, a zombie movie kind of thing. It's really and, shocking. And we were having this conversation about well, well, what was happening? So the scenario was, they went into. She was the mother of puppies or something. What was that? Um, friends visiting. Yeah. Friends visiting. So mother of a mother of a mother of, a, of the puppies. So what's interesting to me is the arms and the legs are all bitten. Yeah. So it's still a nice dog. It's not gone for the jugular. It's not gone no. for the throat or the head. Yeah. It's done the, the the decent thing and gone for the legs and, and the arms. <laughs> it's still an absolute nightmare. Like yeah, you still no. need surgery. You still almost die. Yeah, terrific. But um, yeah, a, a dog that goes for the head or the, the throat is really unusual. Yeah. 
Okay. Because that's a, I'm going to kill you, right? right? Okay. The problem with the bullies is that it's doing an, the normal dog thing, plus. So yep. the, the normal dog thing is I'm going to hurt you, um, I'm going to maim you. They don't want to kill you, they don't want yep. to maim you, but they don't stop. Yes. So somebody has to pull them off. If and if you're on your own with that, you don't really have much luck, right? Yep. What are you going to do? I held one very recently, you were there, yep. trying to stop it from just running about. Yeah. And I could hardly hold this dog. Yep. And it wasn't even as big as, the, uh, as tall as the miles. And it was escalating. That was the thing that I think the but thing the that was really worrying about. the muscle behind it. it, it's just unreal, the power when it was against me and I couldn't hold it. Like, nope. And we know that. So we know, again, with people, we know adrenaline affects these things. They, it affects the whole system. Yeah. So it's not a surprise that adrenaline in any dog affects the way it doubles, the dog It doubles the ability of doubles the dog. The ability and of I'm, the a dog. Big bear, I'm a big person, right? Yeah. You imagine a child trying to fight that off. It just wouldn't, wouldn't happen. No. So what do what's the what's the so what of this then? Yeah, so I know what? you always have to have a so what, and so we we had this discussion about well what should happen with that dog because it was a mother, it had this puppy, somebody came into its house, right? What should happen with the dog? But the dog's also it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. And, and, and so for me, the if you were to look at the so what for me, I'd be like down a line which said there are they are the bigger they are, the more potential weapon they are. Yes. In the same way as we responded to guns we put restrictions on dogs over a certain size you know i don't think you could do it for every dog but i think you would have to put restrictions on that say you have to whether you prove ownership or you meet certain conditions of ownership that you have to be licensed to do because there and if you can't then you shouldn't be having a dog of that size get a different dog i mean it would it would make sense because like if we if we say that it's 50 kilos right that's quite decent size remy's 50 kilos yeah right so what do we have to do to get so remy's a type of dog that you could take in as a therapy dog like yes. she's so soft she's so uh, gentle with people and dogs but um yeah you know she's yeah she's not in, to- in any way shape or form intimidating yeah never um, never would say boo to a, a, go- no. a goose and really well trained she's yes. lived with ashley since she was a pup so um, what, how can we measure the standard of your average dog against that for allowing somebody, if there was a test for example, yeah. what would that be? I think you'd have to include some that you wouldn't want to include. So I think you would have to go above a certain size because the damage potential is far larger. I, no, I would say that damage potential is about the breed, not the size. Okay. Because um, I might... But then won't they bring just another breed out that's an adaptation? I mean, isn't that the, that's what I, d- I just bullying. I just don't know what the answer is. It's, it's just a, a nightmare. No. And it's not even about muzzling dogs outside in public because most of the, the deaths are happening in the house, in the home. I know, I know, absolutely. No, I mean, the, the education is definitely part of it, but that's it is, such yeah. a slow burner. Because people don't believe you. <coughs> so as professionals yeah. in the field of, of dogs and seeing what dogs are capable of yeah. and different breeds and so on, um, they don't believe because the, the, their but dog the is not going to do legislation forces... A change in attitude, right? The legislation's so, a little bit crap because you've got dogs that look like this that are banned rather than actually it's, no, it's behaviour. I get that, but um, so the the awareness of Rottweilers as a risky dog went up massively when they're classed as dangerous dogs. They haven't been classed as dangerous oh, dogs. Nope. No, Dobermans and Rottweilers aren't classed as dangerous dogs. Nope. They're not on the okay. list. <laughs> In Ireland, you can't bring them into certain cities. I think German Shepherds, Dobermans, Rottweilers, there's a whole bunch of them, uh, right. even the Akita. Uh, you can't bring them into certain cities. Okay. Or they have to be muzzled or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, here they're not. No, okay. We've got random ones that are... Um, so why do we all think, and I say we, so layman, layman Dawn again. Movies. Here. So no, I don't think from the movies. I think from the, all the newspapers when all the dog okay. attacks were happening. Okay. 
the newspapers were all, and it was always Dobermans and Rottweilers. Okay. And they weren't classed as dangerous dogs after that. Nope. That's weird. <laughs> See, these are why podcasts are interesting, right? I so, because <laughs> so, so to me, that's what I remember. I remember the newspaper stories about Rottweilers and Dobermans. Those are the two dogs that that would come to mind that were classed as dogs that were attacking everybody at that the, time. They made, I mean, I think in the 90s they were the trend, and then yeah. we had um, huskies, yeah. chihuahuas for a while. Yeah. Daxies are definitely a trend. So it kind of goes. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting then. So, so I think if you had, so, or even if legislation wasn't the best, a licensing slash legislation approach would raise awareness. Definitely the awareness, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if it wasn't always followed, the awareness level would be large. That's what I think. I think that it just takes people understanding. But why can't the government put out, like, because they put out things about COVID and stuff. Why can't they put out about, you know, just be aware of what you're taking because into your house? You know? if you have all these things lined up, you know, we're sitting on a long table here, you could line up all the things on the table. It's like when we're talking about going into schools, right? We're talking about what we educate in schools with. If you line up everything on the table and say, what is a priority for the school and the government to put their focus on? So your, your teachers have a number of inset days every year that they can, they can do training on how to do teacher skills. There's a finite number of days, very few days actually, and there's a lot of things to cover. And so how do you choose what gets added into that? So mix? you're saying that dangerous dogs are a priority for me because that's all my life that's is, life. is dogs. So it's not for the government because there's so much other stuff I'm going on. I'm not saying on. it's not for the government. I'm just saying that in the list of priorities, I can it's see why down. it's low down. Because right now what we're dealing with is like schools, anxiety. Anxiety is huge. So the lack of support in schools, so not enough guidance counsellors, not enough educational psychologists, CAMs have... Maybe they're all anxious because they're living with bullies. <laughs> well, I would be now. <laughs> neck. Um, two to three year waiting list to see a, a counsellor, and that's only if you're suicidal. You know, otherwise you're below the line and you don't get that kind of help. You know, so, so if you say, okay, what's the priority? Educate for this thing that happens sometimes, or educate for this, or add more counsellors, even if you, they're not really working very well, then what are you going to spend your money on? So it's whoever's shouting loudest. And right now, as you say, so many are not getting reported. The police don't do anything with most of the ones that are reported. So dog attacks aren't the loudest noise. Yeah. So it's up to us. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, so you know, when we've, we've had this conversation before, when everything feels overwhelming and hopeless and you despair of all these things and you're just like, despair of the human race, you just go, well, what can I do? Well, you know I'm not a despairy person. No. I'm, I'm like a doer, right? You're so, totally a doer. So we're doing this health and safety thing, sorry, we're doing this dog safety thing in schools um, and we've got another one lined up and we want to do a free talk for parents and teachers in July um, yeah. to, to learn about dogs I mean we just keep pushing that we'll just and, keep and then they get other trainers on board to also help with this and get people understanding that any breed can bite it's happening a lot now yeah and um, you know how to prevent yeah prevention, and, and definitely prevention. you know the things about where the muzzle outside the house it just makes it more relaxing for you and everybody else around if you if you've got a dog that you can't hold on and it's trying to pull away put a muzzle on it it's just easier yes it doesn't help the stuff that's in the house are but we fighting with people that have got a little bit too hippy-dippy. So um, Noel Fitzpatrick put out a, a meme about... Um, Noel Fitzpatrick? 
he's the vet, super vet. Okay. I think is that right? I don't know. I think he's the super vet. I'm asking you. So you know, he like made the TV series and stuff, yeah. and it's basically a god now. Um, so, <laughs> and he said that we don't own dogs. Yeah. We don't we don't we don't own them. That we we just look after them, and then it's a you know we're moving away from that. I own you, therefore you will do as I tell you. Okay. And I and I like it. It's great. But I also don't because it becomes like a wee bit too airy fairy. Okay. In the eyes of the law, you own the dog and you're responsible for the yeah, dog. Yeah. And we're moving away from the dog. So you often say it's just a dog, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, as pet owners, we hate that because they're like, I like my children. Right? I don't yes. do anything for them. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand we're not respecting the dog as its species. I say the same to my child about the cat, by the way. She's just a cat. You know, she's like, oh, she's going to be really upset I think, if I do that. I'm like, no, no, she's just a cat. I think it's a brilliant saying um, in perspective. Yeah. Because, and, I, and that's why we have these talks, because you're not a dog person. Well, sorry, that's not right. You you don't live with a dog. You're not the same. You don't see the thing that we see. No. But you do see it with your cats, you know, yeah. that, that, that bond and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, it's love. It's definitely love. But there's love, and then there's understanding that they don't see the world the way yeah, we do absolutely and they've gotten different needs than us right so yeah. we talked about this before uh, the different needs of, of dogs and, and how, what makes them air quotes happy um but we're, we're falling into this uh, fur baby mama category that's a real word that i hate of you know they get to come everywhere we go in a handbag and it's almost like an okay thing yeah <laughs> you know i'm imagining a bully in a handbag now <laughs> Um, yeah, so and a part of treating them like part of the family is when the door when the door goes, I can go to the door and open the door and my dog was first to yes. greet you. That is bullshit. I just swear on these podcasts. That is bullshit. Hey, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. <laughs> like that's not on. Like I, that's one of my pet hate. Yeah. Like it is your door. It is your house. Yeah. It's just a dog. Right? Yeah, yeah. Should that be my new motto? Everyone will hate it and be like, what does she mean it's just a dog? Does she not understand? Huh. I do. I totally get yeah, it. Yeah. But also I get the other perspective of we're all doing it wrong. You need to, <laughs> you need to interrupt that pattern of thinking. That's what the, it's just a dog. It's like, oh, my dog's going to worry. It's like we got, um, uh, my husband calls it a cat prison. Right? So you've got like one of these it's small animal um, tent kind of setup. It's really neat, actually. My so brother's got one. He's called it a catio. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's, it's to put the cat in. And the kitten in if she was getting a bit much you know my husband's got a broken a back much well my husband's got a broken back <laughs> and the gardens for Check walking <laughs> eight weeks old fine well she's not eight weeks anymore but she was um but you know so he, he has a problem if she's around his legs she just loves to <laughs> i was walking down the corridor the other day and she just went <laughs> like back legs up front paws up went boom basically it was so cute but it's not cute when she jumps on my husband's leg like that and he's trying to walk and or and he will make sure he doesn't hurt the cat right so he'll walk around her and all this sort of stuff and it's that's when it gets a bit much it's like really stressful for him trying not to kill the cat and trying not to hurt himself which he always does when he tries not to kill the cat so if he's trying to do something and she's all over his keyboard or she's killing the cables or something like that it's like that's what the cat prison was for but he won't put her in the cat prison because he feels guilty because he thinks she doesn't like it in there she loves it in there she's got a box she's got toys and she's got a cupboard. so he hates it when she's doing her own thing but he also hates it when she's not there when he, <laughs> well he hates it when he's treating her like he's upsetting her he doesn't want to upset so can kid. i tell you a little bit so i've lived in a caravan for a couple of years and uh, i had a quite a few cats in fact I, I, I trained up some cats for outlander some kittens um so there was a the air and the spare you have to have a spare in case something happens to the first one so they were, um, what breed were they? They were little grey, little fancy 
fancy things, I forget what the breed was, but little grey things. And I let kittens out from day one. You get you get them and they're like, and what they do is they go, what's out there? Oop, go back in, what's out there? And literally go two metres and then back in, and three metres and back in. And I've watched this over and over again with multiple cats. And they, they all do this safety, yep. safety, safety thing. So I moved the caravan to a different location. Right. And, um, put the cat in the cat carrier in the car and then back in the caravan and the cat went this is a different location and it's the same day it went out came back in went out came back in and then it got 15 meters and came back in and that was enough for one day yep and the next day it went out and it behaved like it had been there its whole life so when people are really um, precious about their cats they're not giving them credit yes. <laughs> same as puppies right yeah. haven't let your puppy off for 16 weeks hmm yeah yeah oh. so let the cat out let's no, out all right. Wow. wow. You made me talk like for yeah, yeah. three whole minutes. There. Yeah, but it's quite fun to have you rant. The cat's been coming and going as soon as you can go in and out the cat. Well, my, my take on that is that they're not going to cause problems in the house if they're getting stimulated by doing outside stuff, so right? She wasn't. She's not. She was being a kitten. She wasn't causing problems. Yeah. It's just that you know my husband's unique physical limitations and um, a kitten being a kitten meant that it was causing him a lot of stress. And it's like, doesn't have to put the kitten in jail. the tent, in the jail, in the cat prison, right? But when he does, she he worries about her. And I'm like, she's just a cat. And it's the same. He's a faulty human. He needs a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, if you're listening. We're all faulty humans. All <laughs> Get your wife to do humans. a session with you. <laughs> but the, you know, we're not untypical. I know, in that I so know. um you know not wanting oh, to put yeah. your dog in a crate totally i get it you I know it. so you don't want to put your dog in a crate we feel guilty i mean dog owners feel guilty all the time like yeah. i feel guilty right now because they're all sleeping at home after this big walk we went this morning <laughs> and i'm not with them right? i feel yeah. guilty yeah yeah uh, parents feel like that too don't they when they're away from their kids yeah, and stuff yeah. like what are they doing what are they doing <laughs> yeah you know so there's kind of an entitled thing but that's why i say it's just a cat you know it doesn't have that level of feelings and if it did They'd be gone really quickly as soon as it went out. As soon as you let it out, it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm free, and off it'd go, and it wouldn't even remember it. It's like, you know, get over yourself. It's just a cat, it's just a dog. But it's that balance between um, we have a pet that are a member of our family, and they are lovely, and I love, you know, that the kitten's just like, good morning, I love you, in the morning. That's brilliant. It's just no better feeling than, than the adoration of a pet. Um, but also they are our choice and our responsibility and, and in eyes of law we own them we do and, and we, we are don't impose them on somebody else we're responsible know? for their behavior yeah. and if somebody comes to my house who doesn't like cats i will shut her in a room <gasps> so Terrible. they don't have to be around her good i'm glad That's to not hear fair. it <laughs> so um anyway that was both us ranting there wasn't it yeah, it's ranty ranty like, what we're like going to call this podcast the dangerous animals <laughs> podcast it is breed and an the animal. most dangerous animal is the human, yeah, wow. absolutely. Well, that was an interesting note to end on. Um, anyway, so if you're local to Dundee, hopefully we'll get an article in the Courier that's coming out about this kind of concept. And I would like to reiterate that I'm not against any breed. <laughs> any breed's dangerous. Every breed's dangerous, and some breeds are more dangerous than others. And I can exactly. say that because I'm not the Everyone should get a Daxi and then the world will be a better place. <laughs> that's a good note to end on. Speak to you all again soon. <laughs>